who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to the Three Red Lights podcast, episode 128. I am your new host, Eric Bredvig, and with me this week is the host of GameScoop, Damon Hatfield. What's up, guys? And, of course, as always, Mr. Slime himself, mm-hmm. Charles Onyet. Wait, why did, I, why did I get that nickname again? Is that um, is it because I like Dragon Quest? Yeah, because you like Dragon Quest. And you like slimes, I think. I do like slimes. Yeah. So I think I called you Mr. Slime once on a podcast. And the name stuck. It's it's it's, it's stuck like because... slime on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> because I am staring at, at pictures of yeah. Mr. Slime that have been sent in, which are This is my favorite. Which <laughs> really? I gotta say this one's amazing. The one in Charles's garage. Is that still your uh, wallpaper on your computer? Uh no it's not. Hmm. No, I have a I have a picture of a uh Mantis shrimp. Actually, oh, good. That's good. Mantis shrimp. Yeah, because did I, you ever talk about this on a pod? Well, you talked about it on the TTS on the, one, but not yeah, on yeah. TRL, right? Not on TRL. Uh, when I was in uh, Tokyo, I ate a raw mantis shrimp. Which all right, uh, all right, all right wait, back back up. Yeah. What is a mantis shrimp? Going to oh, tell you right yeah, now. Okay. Anybody who wants nightmares should go Google <laughs> mantis shrimp and just see. They're not quite shrimp. They look kind of like shrimp, uh, but they're they're related to them. I guess they're kind of like little sea bugs. And uh, they apparently hunt crabs and then just punch them to kill them. What? <laughs> yeah, you can see mantis shrimp versus crab videos all over the web. They're crazy. They Can't just they punch be, them. Don't they like make like a sonic pop with their yeah. claws? They stun other crustaceans? They have stun attacks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And apparently their claws are strong enough that they can punch through aquarium walls. So they, like, they're tough to keep as pets. <laughs> Very tough. That's ridiculous because I, <laughs> I, I would assume that, I mean, if... It, Punching underwater isn't exactly a high-speed activity. Like, I don't know if you tried it. Charles, you haven't even heard the best part about the mantis shrimp. Oh, okay. Whoa, like, what's the best part? Like They're a defense mechanism. Oh, yeah. So if, <laughs> if, they, uh, if they feel threatened, um, they can actually digest themselves <laughs> and turn themselves into like a pile of goo so that you can't eat them. What? Yeah. Wait, and they're still alive? Or is well, no, just... they kill themselves, oh, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's a terrible defense. <laughs> well, I guess it's kind of like a poison frog, right? Because the frog yeah. dies when you eat it, yeah. but then just, everything else knows, wow, don't ever eat yeah, a poison the word, frog Yeah, the word again. gets around that the, you don't want to mess with these guys. Yeah. yeah and but, these guys are so hardcore. They're just like, you know what? Take myself out. If, if I don't get to, if no, nobody gets to eat me, I'm going to eat myself. So they yeah. basically eliminate their nutritious value. <laughs> yes. Essentially. Or they yeah. just turn themselves into a pile of food. I mean, that's basically like self-cooking yeah. themselves. Well, well, it's Can like, you eat yeah, their but, goo? I don't no, know. but they're digesting. It's kind of like... You know, someone turning into a pile of puke. You wouldn't really want to eat it. <laughs> well, but I don't know. dogs would. <laughs> dogs, yeah, I guess I, <laughs> dogs would eat a mantis shrimp. Yeah, the best part about this, hunting. though. So we were at uh, some crazy uh, sushi restaurant, and uh, Mark Bozan and I were like, "Oh, let's order this one." We didn't know what it was, uh, and we just pointed at it. And the guy, the sushi chef, just started laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "Oh my god, what have we done?" But we still ate it. 
Oh yeah. So what it's, what it's, did it look like? Was it just a big ball of like spines and boxing gloves? Uh, it kind of looked like a shrimp, except the tail on the end looked definitely like a bug, like more oh. like a bug than like a shrimp. Yeah. That's. I was like, I'm eating a weird sea bug. I hope that cost thirty dollars. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't very expensive at oh, all. Okay. Be cheap then. It was not thirty dollars, but yeah. So now that we've grossed everybody out, <laughs> so, we can talk about video games, maybe. That's true. Also, just because there is a picture of me, apparently, with a slime body um, in front of that couch that was spidery, which I think we talked about before. Yes, we did. It was a random couch that was pulled into uh, into my garage. That couch is now gone. Ooh, did oh. you throw it out? It does not exist. I got sick of the couch and moved it out onto the sidewalk. And I actually, I should have set up like a, a, like a camera that would just periodically take take pictures like some time-lapse stuff because it was it was interesting how the city basically devoured the couch because nobody took the couch outright it's just like pillows started to go missing from the couch (laughs) really one by one and then one day i came home and somebody had taken it must have taken like a a knife or some scissors and just cut a huge pattern of fabric out the back of oh this is nice nice fabric here (laughs) (laughs) it's just like i could turn this into a jacket yeah (laughs) I don't know what happened if someone was like, oh, this will be a great uh, rug for people who walk into my house and need to, you know, get the mud off their shoes or something. But yeah, that was gone. And then somebody eventually just took the entire couch. Really? But it went away like piecemeal. Like it was getting devoured by a bunch of That's crabs. amazing. In, for people who don't know, in San Francisco, if you just put anything out on the sidewalk, it's it will get taken. instantly. So quickly. Like in uh, my hometown, we used to have uh, junk pickup like every fall people would throw everything out on the street and then the town would come by and pick all of it up and bring it to the dump it was just a once a year thing mm-hmm. but you'd leave that stuff out there and it would sit there for a week and you know people would come by and look at it and say oh wow yeah that is junk I don't want it but here no matter what it is yeah, broken stereo someone will take it a mop with you know a splintery <laughs> handle someone will want that with mantis shrimp all over yeah. it yeah. just beating the crap out of each other every, somebody will want no matter what it is yeah, Your trash a, is somebody else's. I trailer. put out a suitcase with a broken handle. I put out a, a dirty garbage can. They're both gone. Almost. <laughs> dirty garbage. Yeah, it's instantly. <laughs> I can just wash that off, and then it's a clean garbage can. Know, it's right? perfect. I guess speaking of apartments too, I went and saw that movie, uh, the Paranormal Activity movie. Is that good? Everyone's um, talking about that. Which was pretty good. It, I think it was a little pretty good. It was a little overhyped. Okay, think. but mm-hmm. I mean, it was certainly better than most. Like anything, any horror movie with a budget, like it, it beats that. Better than Saw. Uh, six a <laughs> l- little bit yeah. he's still here no it, i it can't was... wait for saw six <laughs> i haven't seen saw five though so i need to catch up i've never seen any saw oh, man so. so the saw video game that came out <laughs> yes. actually wasn't t- terrible i didn't yeah. play it but i watched uh dave claim and yeah. play a bit of it has the best achievement though which is if if you've watched any of the saw movies you know that the preparation h mouth guy always says <laughs> wait, you've you wasted your life that, up. that is the <laughs> Jigsaw, yeah. that is the killer. Jigsaw, yeah. Also known as Preparation H. <laughs> he looks like he rubbed Preparation H all over his face and then tried to talk. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't really know what that would look like, but if you've seen him, for some reason, that description makes sense. Anyway, he always says, you've wasted your life. That's what he will tell everybody before he kills him. I see. And so there's an achievement. If you just leave the game idle for five minutes, it pops up and it's called, you've wasted your life. Nice. <laughs> That is a really good one. That's almost as good as the Darkest of Days just uh, horse punching punch, a horse to ho- kill horse it. punch and kill it for a hundred gamer points. Yeah, <laughs> hundred points. Hundred points for yeah, punching a horse in the face. There's not many, uh, not many achievements in that game, but that's one of them. Um, oh, but yeah. So Paranormal Activity. Yeah, scary movie. I don't want to talk about it because I wouldn't want to spoil that movie mm-hmm. for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, do you recommend it? Um, yes. I mean, if if people like horror movies, yeah, absolutely worth seeing. But there, I, it's it's one of those movies that you go to and see, and uh, when you come out of it, it's it kind of stays with you. Like even if you don't think it's that scary initially, it's just mm. something you can't help but think about once you're out of it, and maybe you know by yourself. Um, and I noticed a feature in uh, in the movie was actually in my apartment um, because it was like I I had like a leak, and I was like poking around, and yeah, some bit fr- that plays a part in the movie is like directly in my apartment. Oh my god! Like almost the same thing. And I was are like, you a ghost? And I was like, I'm totally going to get beat up by a ghost like Mantis Shrimp or something. <laughs> ghost Mantis Shrimp. Yeah, spoilers. Ghost Mantis Bam. Shrimp. <laughs> That's a paranormal activity. Paranormal activity. Boxing everyone underwater. Uh, well, speaking of horror movies, Drag Me to Hell came out on DVD this week. That movie was really good. Oh, I never saw that. I have not seen you that. You should yet. watch it on DVD. 
It's a really fun horror movie. Or I could watch it on a Blu-ray. Blu-ray. You can also watch it on Blu-ray. Because you just got a PS3, I right? I did just get a PS3. I just bought it uh, I bought it yesterday, actually. Whoa. Because of all of the hype surrounding uh, Demon Souls. Um, you bought it for Demon Souls. Oh, not, System seller? Not Uncharted 2, huh? Uh, I started playing Uncharted 2 yesterday, and that game is awesome. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, here's the thing. I sort of know what to expect from Uncharted 2. Um, and I had no idea what Demon Souls was. so I, I still don't know. What Can you, can you enlighten <laughs> me? Um, I, I'm still not entirely sure, <laughs> to be honest. I no, it's supposed to be awesome. I, I only played it very briefly, but it appears to be a third-person uh, action game slash action RPG where you just collect a bunch of stuff. You you pick, like, a class to start out. Um, and it's, like, medieval-themed, but there's, like, demons and ghosts and dragons and stuff running all over the place. But you have, like, you know, like, medieval armor on and carry, like, swords and, and shields and that kind of thing. But it's a cool, like, fighting system, so every weapon that you equip is a different kind, like, attack style. Like, if you have a giant, like, pole arm, and you're in a small corridor, it'll actually hit against the walls, mm-hmm. so you can't, you have to switch to, like, a, a rapier or a smaller sword to actually get attacks off. Um, but I, I honestly have no idea what's going on in that game, because they just start you off, and it's like, well, now you're in a castle, and you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and there's dudes, like, coming at you and just, like, killing you within three seconds, and then you restart, and you're like, I guess I have to do whatever I was doing over again. And then eventually you figure out that, oh, I had to kill a boss. But there's some like some weird mechanic where if you die, you turn into like a partial soul form, and you get like the demon soul. Uh, well, you're collecting demon souls. Oh. That's apparently the currency and experience system. But anyway, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff I totally haven't figured out yet. And I was talking to to Sam who wrote the review for Raijin. He was explaining a bunch of the stuff to me. Sam wrote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. So we gave one of like <laughs> the most highest rated PS2 games to our freelancer. Um, well, I mean, he he yeah. he, he knew a lot right, more cool. about the the game, so he was explaining sort of how like stuff works. Because I guess you can leave messages in your world that other people will see. So if you leave a message that's like, "Hey, there's treasure ahead," then there might be treasure ahead. So you sort of walk over there, and then you're like, "Oh, that's interesting," and then you find some treasure. Or you can leave unhelpful ones that it's like, "Hey, you should jump over this ledge," and then you do, and you just die. And it's like, that was not a helpful message. Wow. Yeah. So now that we've made it over 10 minutes without mm-hmm. talking about Xbox stuff at all. Anyway. Did we, we have an agenda? Did we week? unlock an achievement point for that? I think we did. <laughs> I think we did. We've wasted our lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the listeners have. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we can talk about a few things. Um, there is Brutal Legend, of course. Never heard of it. Game. Okay. David's never heard of it. Right, the guy who reviewed it never heard of it. This is not going well. Uh, yeah, Viral Legend is out, and it's really cool. That turned out really well. Uh, have you guys played it yet? No, I haven't. I, I, I honestly wasn't following much uh, preview coverage because I didn't want to spoil too much stuff. Mm. Um, I've been so. following the totally chaotic way they're marketing it. Yeah, there's so there's a huge marketing budget. Yeah, but it's that. all over the place. It is. Like I just I'm seeing I just saw a new commercial for it last night. It has like a the Brutal Legend song. This is like heavy metal song just written for the commercial. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. So they're really doing. They're really pushing this game a lot. Uh, I never played Psychonauts, but I, I'm aware of you know that people love it and that it didn't sell very well. And I, and I know Tim. I know Tim Schafer's other work. You know, going back to from you know Grim Fandango and mm. Maniac Mansion and uh, Monkey Island and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, brutal, brutal Legend. I I wanted it to turn out well, and it did. Uh, it's really really funny. I guess. You know, if he, I assume by now people know what the game is all about. It's set in a heavy metal world. Uh, Jack Black plays Eddie Riggs, this uh, roadie uh, who gets sent back in time uh, to the land of heavy metal and has to save the world there from uh, uh, you know evil forces. Who it's it, the game is kind of a an homage to classic heavy metal, the stuff that Tim Schafer grew up listening to. So all the bad guys are kind of like rep, they represent sort of diluted. Like strands of, of the genre, like hair metal or glam metal, or like even to like up to like rap metal and new metal stuff like Corn and Limp Biscuit, that sort of stuff. <laughs> stuff that like guys who grew up with Black Sabbath and uh, you know like Motorhead stuff back in the day, they might have like sneered at that sort of stuff. They they make up kind of the bad guys in the game. So uh, it's really it's a it's really funny. It's got that uh, Tim Schafer you know humor in it, and Jack Black is really good in it. He totally committed to the character. It's, he didn't. He, you can tell he's not just like cashing a paycheck. It's no, a, no Nacho Libre. No, no, not at all. See, that's really good to hear because yeah, if it, the star power was just sort of lackluster and kind of not not emotionally engaged with the content. Then mm-hmm. it, yeah, it would totally suck. No, he's totally there with it. You can tell he's great. The facial animation is really great too. A lot of the game's laughs come from just you know like a raised eyebrow or 
you know, a, a, a smirk on someone's face. Or that turned out really well. It kinda, the game kind of has this cartoonish look to it. So even though it is violent, you could say it all, it's all presented in kind of a comical way. Uh, and then they're pulling all these different gameplay styles into it. Uh, the, the main set-piece battles that push the story forward are kind of this real-time strategy squad-based thing. But then outside of those, you can run around the open fantasy world and get into hack-and-slash combat, and there's driving missions, there's shooting missions, there's all this stuff they pull together, and then all it ends up working. It doesn't feel like tacked on or inadequate. That's cool. Yeah, that, that real-time strategy stuff sound... And I, I mean, I haven't played Sacrifice in forever, but it sounded sort of like Sacrifice, where you, you control, like... A bunch of troops but you yourself are this uh, it's a third person like action game where it's just you're controlling one guy but like there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do mm -hmm. as that one guy where you can tell other people what yeah to do, basically yeah it sounds similar to that okay and then that you can play those battles in multiplayer and that turned out to be really fun i think it's i think those that style of combat uh is even more fun in multiplayer it turned out really well yeah. Another game I need to play. Yeah, I know. There's, there's actually. I mean, yeah. I'm so backed up because I've been reviewing these games that are like, they're not awful. Like I they're just not yeah. like fantastic. Like offer. Like I, I reviewed Operation Flashpoint. You know, right. I probably wouldn't have played that. I didn't hate playing it. It was it was a good game. But it, I would rather have been playing Uncharted 2 at the time because that was sitting <laughs> right next to it the whole time. But How? I mean, it, Operation Flashpoint was pretty fun. It's super hardcore. Really? Super hardcore. Like you get shot in the leg, you'll start bleeding out. And you can patch it up, but then you can't sprint. Hmm. Like, you poke your head up in the midst of a battle, you get shot in the face, you die, you have to start over. Yeah. It's I, super hardcore. It's fun, though. Like, there's a crazy tension there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember playing the uh, the original back back in uh, my college days with, uh, on PC? with a friend on PC. Yeah, and just... It's so ridiculous. Like you'd just be like crawling up like the side of a hill towards a town, and you wouldn't even see anything, and then you just die. Yep. Have absolutely no idea what happened. It's like real life. <laughs> if you play like, on oh the God. the hardcore setting on Operation Flashpoint, you get no HUD, and like there's no not even like there's no checkpoints. There's no there's no uh, compass on screen. It kind of just puts you down. It's like find this tower and destroy it, and you're like. All right, this <laughs> is going to be impossible. There are enemies everywhere. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's it's worth pointing out too that the the original developer Bohemia is did Arma two is yeah. off doing the Arma series, and yeah, this is this is Codemasters. Doing they did a pretty good job with Flash it. Too. Yeah. But it, it seems to like it. It, it works better as a co op game. You can play it four player co op online. Oh, that's cool. And that's pretty fun because then you're telling each other like you know mm -hmm. there's enemies over here. Watch out. Keep your head down. Uh, Single player, the AI will do that. They'll actually point out enemies for you. And if you're playing on um, just the normal setting, they'll point them out and pop them up on your HUD, which makes the game you know, actually playable for people who aren't real war veterans. Right. Um, but the AI has some issues, and their pathfinding is not very good. I had one part where I, I laid down a mine to blow up like a some communications tower, which was fenced in, and the AI couldn't find its way out of the fence. And so I walked outside and I kept telling them to like come to me and they kept running in circles around the, the tower and eventually I just blew it up. I was like, all right, guys, sorry, you die now. Well, this is what you get. <laughs> I told you to come over here. This is what happens when you disobey orders. But that's that's nice. I mean, it so it, it caters to like the people who maybe aren't, aren't used to that kind of shooting style because there aren't a lot of console games that offer that kind of like realistic yeah, like, no, that's style of the, the shooter Yeah, no, that's pretty much the only one that's that hardcore on uh, – on 360 or PS3. Uh, it did have a few issues online. So the multiplayer, like the co-op multiplayer worked fine, but the adversary multiplayer had a few bugs. Hmm. So I would not wholeheartedly recommend that part of the game. Right, but that's still like, that's still more of a, a unique experience like on consoles then. Oh yeah. For shooting. Yeah, I mean, I guess at the opposite spectrum of that, I was, uh, there was a Left 4 Dead 2 event uh, last week Um and yeah, I'm sure I'm I'm assuming everyone's familiar with Left 4 Dead mm -hmm. at this point, and 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 among the listeners. Um, but yeah, I mean, you basically just run around and kill zombies as like four survivors. And the like, second one, what? just like Left 4 Dead, <laughs> just like Left 4 Dead. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 very similar the the game to play. So where where are you sitting now in in terms? Do you feel like a a sequel is is warranted and necessary? Is it something that couldn't have been handled with uh, like downloadable content? They just released downloadable content, right? right. They did. They so, just did. Yeah, Crash Course came out um, a f two weeks ago, I think. I think it was two weeks mm -hmm. ago. And yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Basically, with Crash Course, that was just a smaller chunk of, 
a campaign. So it was only a two-mission campaign as opposed to the longer normal ones. And I think the idea there was so, if you're playing versus mode where you swap between playing boss infected and, and survivors where you like swap sides and see who can, who can make the furthest progress, um, it's just to make it a, a more digi- like a shorter, more digestible experience. Because if you do it on a full campaign, it, it can it take a, while, a yeah. really long time if the survivor teams are good. Is that the one that cost money on 360 but not on PC? Yeah, yeah. that was the one that... Whatever happened with that? Was there any fallout for that? Or... I mean, that that's sucks, just, right? Yeah, it sucks. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, and yeah, the survival pack that came out before that, which added the uh, the timed survival mode. That was to free on for both. Day. That was free yeah. on both. And then with this one, Valve had to had to charge. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Microsoft hates giving away stuff for free. <laughs> they <laughs> absolutely hate stuff. it. Um, yeah, that 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 was unfortunate for 360 gamers. I mean, it's still it's still good content. It's just yeah, if you're if obviously it would be preferable to play it on PC because then it's you know you just get the content. It's easy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for the, the sequel, you know, it, it does seem like a better game, I guess, at least from what I've seen so far, because there's just, there's more content, there's more stuff to do, there's uh, more campaigns, two of which actually just got sort of leaked, I guess, in, in some of those... Through achievements, new, right? Yeah, through, hmm. through some of those news stories that were going around, they, the, the cover art for the, the campaigns got leaked, because they always do that, like, movie-style type presentation right. for each campaign with like super cheesy sayings on them like yeah. i think the the dark carnival campaign in left for dead 2 it's like you must be this tall to die or something <laughs> like that it's like die is like capitalized or something like that yeah so there know. are four campaigns in the first left for dead right yeah how many are in the second one uh, there's five and i think we've seen three of those at this point um okay. and then the two that got leaked but then there's also uh and there's versus mode so you can do you know you can play as infected or um or uh, survivors, and then there is. Uh, they talked about a new mode at the event, which was uh, what's that called? The scavenge mode, which is just basically even more condensed versus play, where you run around a map as survivors and try to uh, grab gas cans and dump them into a generator um, before like time runs out. And however many you can get into the generator is like your score and it goes for like three rounds and then everything's tallied up. And basically people switch sides and one round you're trying to get the gas cans into the generator and the other the um you're you're playing as infected trying to stop the other team from doing it. Um it's pretty fun. I mean, it's interesting to play as like the new the new types of uh boss infected because they've still got all the same ones from Left 4 Dead, but mm-hmm. they added three more so there's a uh, I think it's called a spitter, and it's just like this female, like infected model that <laughs> that has some really like awkwardly placed underwear, and uh, <laughs> she's sort of like drooling like all this like green slime all over the place, and she can spit it out and basically cause havoc for people that run over it. Um, but the coolest one was, and I don't remember what this guy's name is, but he 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 charges like that's his special power is uh, he just like runs really fast, and if he makes contact with a survivor, he can just he he keeps running with them like on his arm and then like drills them into the ground and like constantly smashes them in the face until they die or somebody else shoots them off of them. And then uh, the other one was uh, the jockey um, who he can hop on people's faces and if he successfully hops on a face, then he can control them like that character. So he takes control away from that survivor and can sort of uh, oh that's kind of cool move them hmm. move to shoot them, at like, the other people. Yeah, he can like move them into. Uh, fires or something like that or drop them off of ledges or like pull them back to where maybe some other, like the boss infected's teammates are waiting so that they can all gang up and kill the person um so yeah i mean it's it's a lot of fun <laughs> like just playing at the event like i was having yeah quite a bit of fun and yeah i know there's all the the controversy about people like why is this a sequel and you know that's been going on for it's crazy though because Valve has traditionally waited waited years before doing sequels. Oh my god! So and then, so many delays. Yeah, and then <laughs> so this one is just delays. one year, and they do a sequel right away. Yeah. And it, it's funny because their their past tradition of you know giving away everything for free, and waiting a long time between between sequels, caused this big backlash. Even though you look at like Call of Duty, there's a new Call of Duty, at least one new Call of Duty game every single year, and everyone's like, yes. New Call of Duty, I can't wait, and everyone gets so excited. Yeah, it's so this other community is just like, what? <laughs> Sequel every year? Screw that! Yeah, it, it's that kind of funny how the two groups of gamers just look at it totally differently. Yeah, they're not judged under the same standards whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't think anyone likes the idea of, of Valve trying to make money for some reason. Like, 
Yeah, like, no. hey, guys, we're going to release a sequel to a very popular game. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this a problem? Um, but yeah, I mean, people are just concerned that yeah, the, the first Left 4 Dead wouldn't get the, the support. But uh, I mean, all, all signs point to Left 4 Dead 2 being a, being a better game. Um, and uh, yeah, especially, I mean, Eric, like, like you just mentioned, like the, the downloadable content that comes out for like, uh, like World at War, like it's 10 bucks for what, like three maps? Uh, yep. And that seems to be ten bucks for three maps. That seems, I mean, yeah, I know. No, I know. That seems to be the standard for map packs, though. That Microsoft laid out with uh, slowly over the years, it's become that through like Halo. Like originally, the map packs for Halo, Bungie wanted all those to be free, and then they kind of lost that battle, and they ended up doing like these big map packs, and then giving away some for free. And eventually, it just came down to three new maps, ten bucks. Yeah, it's. So. It, I mean, if if you look at it from that perspective, and then look at something like. Uh, crash course which gives you basically a new campaign with a bunch of different modes i don't know i I don't see what the the problem is with the price differentials and crash course was actually cheaper than a a three a three pack map pack Mm -hmm. those map packs are such money makers it's unbelievable oh yeah Yeah. 10 bucks and they sell a million in the first week Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) 10 million dollars in revenue million dollars in your pocket immediately yeah it's great yeah and they have to have like maybe a team of five to ten level designers working on that, and then maybe another group of five to ten artists, and then their normal playtest team that they have anyway, that just playtests everything because it's Activision. You know they have giant playtesting departments, and that's it. And that's ten million dollars. Jesus, that's got to be turning a profit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I would assume the business people are happy about that. Um. Wow. You also just did uh switching gears a little bit. You just did Magna Carta, right? Yes. How did that turn out? Uh, it's not awful, but it is the most generic RPG I've played in a long time. I couldn't help but notice that. <laughs> it's not awful, but absolutely nothing stands out about it. No, Magna exactly. There's, there's no new ideas. Absolutely wow. no chances taken with Magna Carta 2. I noticed that all the women have really big boobs in the game. Yes. So and that one of them is 12. Attention. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The game is very pedophilia friendly, Okay. Huh? which I mentioned in my review. <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of that I'm not uh, it made, the game was a little bit weird um, but that's that happens in a lot of JRPGs yeah but uh, so here so again no new ideas no new ideas <laughs> yeah so here's the here's the basic layout uh, you play as Juto a kid who wakes up with no memory on an island oh, wait a minute there's now. a civil war raging between the familiar? northern forces and the southern forces that's what, actually what they call themselves uh, when the, we are the northern force, yeah. <laughs> when the uh, when the war spills over onto the island, and Juto's friend Melissa is killed, he decides to seek revenge by fighting against the northern forces, and eventually, hopefully, recovering his memory and unlocking the special power hidden within him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then there is a twist, and it's not a unique <laughs> twist. It's something that is in all of these. In fact, it's not even unique to 360 RP, uh, JRPGs. It's been done before on this console, not just in the genre. Uh, and, <laughs> and you know, uh, there's it's basically a story you've heard a thousand times before, and it's there's nothing nothing new about it. You even can go and equip little gems onto your weapons, to add uh, little buffs to them. Wait a minute. Oh, Are yeah. you saying there's socketed weapons in this yes. game? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a big monster type dude who fights with an axe on your team. He's the friendly giant. There's absolutely nothing original. <laughs> Is about he the game. brutish, but generally the silent type? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Kind of like, kind of like you, Charles. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> he's kind of like he's friendly. He's a friendly giant. I don't have an axe though. No, or a hammer. He fights with an axe or a hammer. Should mention that. Oh, heavy weapons. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna play that. No, probably not. <laughs> no, it. I mean, if you're starved for that kind of game and you want to play the same game you've probably played before, go for it. Yeah, I guess there are those people that really like JRPGs. I really like them. You know, I think like Lost Odyssey. I thought it was a great game and it had really it had a really original story. Um, I even liked Blue Dragon. I didn't think it was great. I thought the pacing was off, but both of those are better than than magna carta yeah i mean so so yeah like what is a because there's eternal sonata i really liked yeah actually eternal sonata was was really cool because it's original ideas a really original idea a really original storyline like the story concept from that game was i mean you're playing you're playing in a like somebody's coma dream basically in chopin's deathbed dream yeah 
And actually, if you pay attention in that game, it's awesome because all of the different worlds are things that like he could have been having a nightmare about because they're pulled loosely from his real life. I don't. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually a game I never made it to the end of, even though I put. I find that with so many of those games, like I, I, if I'm just playing for fun, like I'll just I'll get through like I don't know thirty, forty hours or so, and then for some reason I just go off and start doing. Something and else. then you can't come back. It's so hard to go. Yeah, back Yeah, it's to those really games. hard to hop back into it. It is though, and I mean that's that's always been well. I guess that's always been a problem with with RPGs. If you don't sort of go through a full force the first time, you're just like, wait, I don't remember yeah. how all these systems work. I'm screwed. Or how to determine like which items are the best and what I should be equipping. You won't have that problem with Magna Carta too, though, because <laughs> you've played the game before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess none of the the JRPGs I've played of this generation, and Eric, you've you've played more than me, but nothing has quite delivered this the same kind of moment as that really strange funeral scene from Lost Odyssey where you're like lighting the yeah. the torches at a funeral and it's like a little mini game and it's just so it's so odd but I think that stands out as like just a really cool moment. I thought there were a lot of cool moments in that game mostly because they they took the idea of you know if you were immortal what would happen? And of course he had lost his memory because it it's well, a yeah. it's every single game ever but it was an immortal who had lost his memory. And then it's a real, actually a really sad story as you play through it because every memory he regains is just like if you were around for a thousand years, you would witness tons of tragedies. And that's the only memories he keeps regaining the whole way back. Yeah, like there's actually right before the, the funeral part, there's just people screaming and like kids are crying. And it's yeah. just like, wow, this is, this is horrible. Like these people are not going through good times here. <laughs> it's and a it, very sad story, yeah. It's a really stark contrast to something like uh, Star Ocean 4 where I just – and I, I could not get into that game because the characters are just so cookie cutter, I thought. Like at, at least are. at the start. I don't know if yeah. it develops into something, but I just had a really hard time like No, the into the that. character development's not phenomenal in Star Ocean. And it's got like the people with the voices that are just I mean, I get it's standard for, for yeah. Japanese RPGs, but yeah, I just I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. Just saying. That's fine. I thought Lost Odyssey was better than Star Ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who did Lost Odyssey? Is that the Square Enix one or no? Uh, no, that was the Mistwalker one. Uh, okay. It was who did the actual development? Because Mistwalker is just a design studio. I can't remember who actually put it together. But yeah, that that's definitely the the that and Internal Sonata were definitely my favorites so far, mm -hmm. in terms of that uh, that subgenre. But uh, we could move on to much more exciting territory, such as. Social networking? Yeah. Whoa, Twitter! <laughs> I'm all over it. I'm extremely excited, but Eric, I, th I think you had an opportunity to see something recently. I did. Last night, I got to go hands-on with the new social networking things coming to Xbox Live. <sighs> oh my god. This November. I played with Facebook. I played with Twitter. I actually posted to the IGN Twitter, IGN.com, hmm? from Xbox Live. No. Shut yes. your mouth. <laughs> yes. You get right out. <laughs> and I updated my Facebook status from Xbox Live. Did you check out Last FM? I did. Last FM would be incredibly awesome if you could use it from within a game. All mm. these these three things, Twitter, Facebook, and Last.fm are all coming in November, and they're all separate applications. You can't run them while a game is running. Like, that's not going to be possible at all? Like Developers not aren't going to be able to use utilize that? Not now. They, they're, they're of course, work, working towards stuff in the future, and they, they've already announced that they plan to have it so that eventually, when you're playing a game, you can snap a screenshot, send it to Facebook, and like add a tag to it, and it will go out into the whole wide world, which is a really cool idea. Not there yet. All these things are totally separate, so if you want to update your Twitter, you have to quit the game, go to the dashboard, load up Twitter use a chat pad or the awful on-screen keyboard, mm. type out your 140 characters, and then send it. So it's it's cool because it's new and it's something we haven't seen before, but it's not as fully functional as you would hope. Is it going to be integrated with Facebook so so that, uh, let's say, every time you unlock an achievement, it will automatically post your Facebook account? Not yet. That's dumb. <laughs> well, then then it's, I'm starting to think, like, what's the point of this? Well, the the, the point, really, is Microsoft has done this is the most perfect peer-to-peer -peer marketing you could ever hope for every time anybody updates facebook status through 360 it puts a little posted from xbox live okay. and, a to and a little logo okay so microsoft is turning everybody into peer-to-peer -peer marketing for them and the same thing with twitter it says posted from xbox live so a year from now 
everybody on Facebook and everybody on Twitter is going to know it, or at least have heard of Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. So that's a big win for Microsoft. For us, it's not quite there. It's cool and it's fun, and you probably every single person will load up Twitter and be like, "Ah, I'm on Xbox yeah. Live." But how how and often will you use it? No, you won't. That, yeah. And maybe Facebook, you'll use it to look at some pictures. I could see it, you know, if like my parents came to visit and I was yeah. like, oh, look at these pictures. And you scroll through them. Yeah. Whoa, don't look at that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the last.fm, that's cool for parties. Yeah. Because it's just yeah, internet radio. Is, yeah. So. And it, it was streaming okay for you? Yeah, it worked no perfectly. Um, also cool is the fourth thing, which is the uh, new Zoom marketplace. Hmm. Um, that is taking the place of the video marketplace. And first, the great thing is any videos you buy on there, you can also watch on your PC and mm-hmm. on your Zune. So it's one license across all the things. Previously, if you bought anything on the Microsoft Video Marketplace on Xbox Live, you could only watch it on your 360. Hmm. I don't know why you'd want to buy a movie and have it stuck on your 360. That sucks. Well, you got so much hard drive space. That, I, mean, it doesn't really I know, right? <laughs> and now also the other cool thing is the Zune Marketplace streams everything. There's no downloading required. And, what, and if you works, want, what if you want to download it? I think it, yeah. you can still download it and buffer it okay. if you want, but I, but it, it works really well. The internet connection we were working on was, uh, first of all, it was uh, wireless, which is always worse. And then it was pretty bad. Like it was a bad connection in the, mm-hmm. in the office we were in. And we were able to just boot up anything, stream it. You can actually fast forward it while streaming it and skip around in chapters and it just pops up right away. Better, it's really cool. Better or worse than Netflix? It is better streaming than Netflix. Um, I, the thing about Netflix, though, is that it's monthly fee and you can watch anything on their service. This one is mostly going to be rentals and purchases. So depending on which way you want to go, I kind of prefer the Netflix thing where I can just browse through and watch anything and not have to dish out a few bucks every time. Is it the same rental deal where as soon as you hit play, you have like 24 hours to finish to watch it, something like that? I believe so. Uh, and some of our some of our purchased too. Mm-hmm. And from what they told us, all the other videos that are on the video marketplace, like the free ones, the trailers, and everything, are going to be re-encoded. So you won't have to download a giant trailer to watch, like you know, the new Gears of War three. Whenever that gets announced, they'll have an announcement trailer up on there, and you won't have to sit there and download like a you know two hundred megabyte thing. You can just instantly stream it, mm-hmm. which is cool for trailers at least. So can you get rid of the signature on for the Xbox signature? Like you know, you can do the if you get iPhone messages, it's like sent for my iPhone, and it's like seriously shut the f up or something. <laughs> well, like, and then you just delete that off of your messages from Facebook, or is that what you mean? Well, I mean, can you can you delete the part where it tags all of your messages from Xbox? I don't Live? think so because it's mm-hmm. the same thing with like um, it, it's an auto thing on on Twitter and Facebook. If you look right now, if you do it through your phone, it'll put that little like phone thing like yeah, sent it says from the phone. Sent from a mobile phone. It it'll do the same thing with a little Xbox icon sent from my, sent from Xbox Live. Um, I don't think you can get rid of it the same way you can't get rid of it through a phone or on Twitter it says like updated from the web same thing I don't think you can I think you can delete the iPhone message pretty sure I've done that but it, it'll still say like sent from a mobile device okay. on Twitter or Facebook yeah. oh on Twitter or Facebook yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's not like it won't add it to your message yeah it doesn't say sent it's not from like my a signature yeah. gotcha. sent from my Xbox 360 I, I don't post on Twitter or Facebook <laughs> I'm basically just making this up I think there will be some cool stuff with Facebook a year from now when they have Natal out there. So you have a camera. You can actually do real Facebooking things. Like you can't upload pictures to Facebook through Xbox Live. You can only look at them. It's kind of like a, it's supposed to be a supplement to the web. Yeah. Same thing with Twitter and same thing with Last.fm. Like you can't go in there and, you know, manage Add your, stuff to your, like your, your library. playlist or whatever they call you it. You can yeah. go and search things and you can favorite things. Like okay. just like you can. It's kind of like... um. I don't know if you have the iPhone or Android app for Last.fm. I have the iPhone app. It's kind of like that. It's a little more fully featured than that. But You log into your account. You log into your account. It has all of your recommendations and everything. So it's basically like that, but mm-hmm. a little bit better. Well, I mean, do, do you guys think this is going to be enough for, for Microsoft? Because, I mean, this is clearly like the, the first major step of their push towards casual, um, I guess, or at least in terms of this and then leading into Natal. But like, is this, do you think anyone's going to care about this stuff aside from the people that are already on Xbox live? I, th- I think if you were, if you were like um, a 25 year old girl who loves rock band and you're like, I want to go get a console 
And then you're over at a friend's place and they're like, look, you can use Facebook on 360. They'll just go and get the 360 because all the consoles have Rock Band. You can get it on any, any of them. And it's the same game yeah. on any of them. But that's kind of, it's the social networking thing. Like my sister would, if she were going to buy a console and I said, you have Twitter and Facebook, she'd be like, yeah. oh, okay, I'll go with this one. Yeah, that feature you know, on the box will be very attractive, I think, too casual gamers i don't think people are going to rush be like oh my god facebook now i need a 360 i think it's one of the ones where they're deciding you know i love guitar hero maybe i should go get a console oh look facebook i'll go with this one Mm. yeah i wonder how uh obvious that i I guess that branding would be huge on the on the 360 boxes once that's that's all live and they just put like giant facebook and and twitter logos on the on the Mm -hmm. retail i would hope that this fall they actually have an ad campaign so on tv yeah yeah, where they combine all those things, you know, it has like some footage of Rock Band, some of whatever lips because they're dumb and they think that's actually gonna be popular. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, like all of the like you know family fun friendly games that the the moms and the the teenage girls love, and then yeah. at the end, like, and you can update your Facebook. One versus one hundred is is surprisingly popular in spite of not having any sort of advertising. Yeah. Lots of people. Well, you can play. win stuff. That's yeah, it's I know, free. Yeah, I know. That's, it's free and you can win stuff. Yeah. They have hundreds of thousands of people playing this. I know. So many people. Whenever I log on there, I'm like, wow, people are actually playing this. It's and then cool. I get mad because I'm like, I'm never going to be the one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> My odds are so small. Yeah, actually, uh, speaking of that, um, it seemed, well, the uh, as they always do every week, the uh, Major Nelson posted the, the live activity for of the week i think mm. october 5th was the most recent one and uh south park is extremely popular well i mean it's, it's south, south park, park right? yeah it's i know it's just yeah i guess that game wasn't wasn't particularly perfect timing great. too launch of the new season yeah same day the game comes what out. a coincidence yeah that's really weird yeah, it's like it was pre-planned or something <laughs> like that amazing but yeah that had actually um gotten into the overall top 10 it was number nine above uh above i think it was Left 4 Dead. And I'm, wondering what the, I'm wondering what the drop-off is. Because I know for like Halo and Call of Duty, you have you know, 500,000 to a million people playing every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what it takes to get to the top of that list. But I wonder how quick the drop-off is. Like if the bottom of the list is only 50,000 or 100,000 people playing mm-hmm. each day. Or, or maybe just even at the less. bottom of that top 10. Exactly. I, don't, I wonder how quickly, maybe it's even less. Maybe it's 10,000 people playing every day. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't really post numbers with the lists, unfortunately. No. It's just it's just the rankings. Um, and yeah, South Park was, of course, at the top of the the XBLA charts. And Trials HD is still way up there. That game is that game, yeah, they... that game's selling like crazy. And yeah. I, I know we were talking about it on this podcast before it came out, but we're like, nobody's gonna buy that. Name. <laughs> it's a, such a bad name. It's I know. A terrible name. And then yeah, a listener pointed out it's an entirely appropriate name based on. The, the type yeah, it's of an appropriate name. Yeah, it's I don't still think a... many people know that though. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's a, it's an appropriate name, but also <laughs> calling a racing game racing game is an appropriate name. <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I guess I just never expected that game to to do as well as it's done. I think um, it demos really yeah. well. I think yeah, I bet you, you they have a demo. really high conversion rate on that. Yeah, I mean, I I've, I've had a, you know, some friends over, and they you know they grew up playing video games they're not really hardcore like we are but they enjoy playing video games and i put in uh trials hd and we spent hours playing that because it yeah. reminds them of playing excite bike when yep. they were kids and they're like yeah it's it's easy to pick up and, and get the feel for us so, but it is ridiculously challenging at, yeah the <laughs> latter yeah. half is that's why i'm saying it demos the really first well. half yeah. is easy enough you can be like you know i want to buy this yeah. you can pull off some cool stuff pretty easily and you're like yeah this is great but yeah it does get pun- way too difficult towards the end but it is that sort of thing where you just because because it resets so fast yeah you just keep, that. You just keep trying i'm gonna do it again and yeah because the one more course, time yeah and the courses don't take for if you can get to the end they really yeah. don't take very long so it's yeah. like oh this isn't a big time commitment and then two and a half hours later <laughs> you're still trying the same course it's like i must get the gold did you it see will happen did you see charles today they announced uh, an expansion pack for magic the gathering duels of the plane walk which is also still walkers. on the list it's that, still on the top that 10? game has also been selling very well I thought magic hadn't been cool since eighth grade, and apparently well, I was wrong. Well, no, I don't Way think it's cool. <laughs> I don't think it's cool necessarily, but people are still playing. Oh, okay, <laughs> and still buying it too. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, you know, I, I, a lot of people. Well, and I, I think I included this in the review as well. Just the the text that you know, if you're expecting a, a full deck customization type, yeah, it's type not of not thing game. It's not there. It's more class based. I, I like decks. the way that they handle it, though. And I think it turned out well. Seems to have resonated quite well with the community. Yeah. Uh, the expansion adds new decks, new co-op. Uh, mo- I, well, I don't. I never played the co-op games in the in the original, but at some sort of new co-op content, and then there's three new challenges, okay. like the puzzle challenges. Those are cool. 
Yeah, those were difficult. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed those. I played through all those. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that and then of course, uh, Battlefield is still on there and Castle Crashers because it's never going to leave that list ever, probably, unless some some other cooperative side-scrolling beat 'em up <laughs> that has that much content in it. Comes that's a, that's another one also where I wonder to get to number ten, how many need to be sold? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I well, that's just activity, though, right? That's not sales each week. For XBLA, it's sales. Yeah, those, oh, okay. are, those are versions purchased wow, okay. for, for XBLA. That's not just users connected to live, mm. which w the users connected to live is the 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 overall top 10 list. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And then Avatar Drop beat out. I made a game with zombies yeah. in the <laughs> yep. indie games because people like seeing their avatars get hurt or something, <laughs> apparently. Pretty much. They were like, they put in the avatar functionality, and I guess like five to 10 avatar games popped up really quickly, and all of them, like, Shot up on the list. Everyone's mm -hmm. like, "Oh, my avatar! Yay!" I think it was just from everyone like maybe staring at their avatar and like if you do the the uh, thumbstick waggle to the side or up and down, they'll frown or smile. And it's like, man, I wish I could just throw them off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you can. They need to, they need to make a, a a pain type game like the game Pain on where you on, fling them. Yeah, yeah, something like that with your avatars. That would be cool. They need Somebody to make, make that. They need to make Krusty Demons yeah. for Xbox, except yes, have with avatars, avatars in it, and then you can do Avatar blood streaks and get bonuses for it. <laughs> I don't think they're allowed to yeah, get I think that's one There's of specific the, things you're not yeah, allowed to do to them. Microsoft has this big, long rule set. For, they, they would just bleed, like, on the ground. They, they wouldn't <laughs> be bloody. The model itself would not be deformed. There would just be a pool of blood beneath them? There would just be blood under them. It would pool up under the ground from yeah. the ground. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, lying in a blood that's erupting from the ground. It's not coming <laughs> yeah. out of them. <laughs> just the ground is the ground's really thin, and there's just a pool of blood under it. So it's they're like just a sponge. Yeah, they're just impacting the ground and causing blood to come up. And then at the end, it's like, oh man, so much blood. Let's do some reader mail. All right. Before we go to reader mail, I just want to say that Excellent Pixel came out on Xbox Live Arcade today, and it's a really fun little point-and-click adventure. It's, a, it's on the easy side, but uh, it's very charming. Uh, Excellent Pixel. Excellent's a painter, and his dog. His name Pixel. They get sent to a dream world by an evil rat. And they have <laughs> <laughs> Damn those rats! They chase the rat through 24 chapters, and each chapter is a is one screen. And basically, you have to just figure out how to get from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. It's fairly simple. You, you know, you can basically figure anything out by just clicking stuff on the environment. But uh, there are a couple puzzles towards the end that got me stuck for a few minutes. But even though it's simple, it's still a really you know fun, delightful to play. It's just kind of short. I beat the game in a, in a day. Uh, but if you like point-and-click games, I think you people will enjoy it. You should check it out. And that review is going up today? Today. Do you have a score yet? It'll be in the low eights. Low eights? Yeah. Eight millions? Eight, low eight millions, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Low eight millions. Um, dear, <laughs> dear Three Red Lights, this is coming from John Comer. Um, are you tired of people writing in who are clearly just wasting your time? John, <laughs> by writing that email, <laughs> you are wasting our time, and I just read it, so there, I've completed the cycle. And, and it begins anew. And I've thrown that email on the floor. But it was appreciated. Thank you for writing in. We appreciate that. Um, oh, we should mention, by the way, if you're still listening and you'd like to write in your own emails, mm -hmm. we have our own email address. Three red lights at IGN.com. It's all words, no numbers. Um, oh, here we go. So you're, okay, You're so screening these now. I am screening them a little <laughs> That's bit. Good. Yes, I'm just going through. Yeah, I didn't read. I didn't pre-screen any of these. I just hit print. Yeah, but, printed them all to, out. Yeah, to, to talk about this slightly, Eric just basically printed out a stack of papers that yep. I am now screening. I'm not even sure if some of them are emails. <laughs> so there might be an expense report in here. <laughs> a few email chains internally from Eric. So I'm just trying to go through and, and decide what, what might be cool to read. But uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, has anyone noticed how hilariously, punishingly hardcore Borderlands effing looks? We have noticed that. Yes. There are mathematical equations exploding from the effing enemies as you kill them. So with about 10 O's awesome. Anywho, and that's from Joshua Kokoros or Kokoros. I'm not sure how to say that. We have noticed that. And <laughs> Friday. Noted. There might be a video going up on IGN. It might be. Maybe. That, that Regarding that specific... Um, that yeah. specific thing yeah. that plays about how hardcore it is. When, yes. do, when does Borderlands come out? It's next week. Uh, the review is going up on Monday. Charles is doing that. So the Monday. the console version comes out on yeah the the twentieth, which I think yep. is next is next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. And then the PC it. version comes out slightly later, the twenty sixth, I believe. Can you tell us if you whether or not you're enjoying the game? I actually cannot say anything about Borderlands right now. Okay. Um, Man. 
but yeah, the the video may be may be interesting okay. if, if that does wind up happening uh, later this I think, week. I think it's happening. It, it should be good. We shall see. Um, wow, a email about Bass Pro the Strike wasn't that the one Nate was playing? <laughs> yeah, the incredibly yep. loud. Some really bad elevator music. Okay, yeah. Nate, Nate has this habit. I sit next to him now. He has this habit, and Damon sits just on the other side of the wall, so yeah. he's probably noticed this too, <laughs> that he will just pause a game and then leave for hours. I don't know where his, he goes. With the volume up on his TV. Volume up on his TV. He'll just... Punishing us with this terrible He just walks music. away, and it, you don't notice it at first, and then you're like, wait a minute. First of all, where is Nate? Yeah. <laughs> where did he disappear to? Wearing sandals in a storm yesterday. <laughs> and... Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, because it was storming. Yeah, a little bit. And he was wearing sandals. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> and something about that doesn't add and up. And then he just walks away and leaves it with terrible, terrible elevator music playing for hours. Well, Bass, Bass, what was it called? Bass Pro the Strike. Yeah, that had the the peripheral controller that just mm-hmm. made yep. the worst noise. It actually sounds a lot like a normal fishing reel, which is fine if you're fishing and you're sitting out on a lake and that yeah. you know you just hear some birds chirping and your rod coming in yeah but if you're sitting there listening to bad elevator music and nate sitting there going <laughs> all day while you're trying to do work that's yeah it's awful terrible. i wonder what good elevator music is is there such a thing it's probably like damon's music <laughs> that's how i describe it yeah. good, elevator. good elevator music hey if you were in an elevator and it came on you'd be like yeah this yeah, is good this is good elevator music yeah uh, hey, 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 TRL, this is Jeremy, also known as Light 'em Up, spelled with uh, a one and intercapped several times. We're not going to call you that. Okay. We're going to go with Jeremy. Um, really enjoying the podcast, guys. Keep rocking. So I've finally been able to play DJ Hero since they've got demo kits out to the public. Um, and I'm absolutely in love with the game. Since we already know the full set list for the game, I was just wondering what songs you hope to see mixed together for the DLC. Um, Jeremy. But yeah, I don't know. Can we talk about uh, DJ Hero? And I know I know uh-huh. a lot of people in yeah. the office are really enjoying it. Yeah, we have the final build here. Uh, we've started playing it. I think we're all still really, really enjoying it. Uh, it's it's really it's a little strange. It's not there's not like a career that you work through, and there's not a, or a world tour or anything. You basically just work through the songs in in tiers. So you play like three songs. You start out playing like groups of three songs at a time, and then as far as I can tell, then you unlock those to play in quick play. So I've just started working through that. So. I love the game. I love the music. I love playing and using the controller. I guess just what remains to be seen is how satisfying working through the game that way is. Mm-hmm. But uh, other so than it that, seems like an awesome party game, though. Oh yeah, it's gonna be the killer, killer party game. Killer app. Yeah. For parties. <laughs> killer, the parties finally have their killer app. You get that and you get a little Facebooking going on. Oh yeah. You got yeah. a party. <laughs> you got yourself a stew going. Someone's you got yourself a stew. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but as far as what songs we'd like to see mashed up, I, mean, I don't know. There's so many. The the mashups are so well done in that game. You know, I I basically just say, you know, whatever they want to do, I'll I'll play it because they they sound they sound really great. Want some Beach Boys? Yeah, I've been mashed up some Beach Boys or something else. They even the stuff that I don't like. Like they uh, last night I was playing a, a Third Eye Blind mashed up with uh, the Jackson Five. Whatever that Third Eye Blind song, they were like do do do. Do, 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 do. I hate that song, but the mashup, <laughs> the mashup sounded great. So I was like, "Yeah, I'll totally play this. Whatever they want to do is cool with me." I vote for Beach Boys. <laughs> what Charles? To, I've been trying to screen emails while you guys were talking, but <laughs> so many of these don't make any sense. <laughs> Read them anyway. What do we got? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to find. Uh, all right, this one I guess is more about the podcast and less about news. Um, it's from uh, Luis Ricardo Castro. Uh, what up, TRL? Uh, you guys have one of, if not worst podcasts. However, I have to give you guys some credit for having great guest interviews, Turn 10, Don King, etc. Makes sense. Um, you guys just need to follow a regular format, like what you gaming news releases recommendations, followed by community stuff. Um, that's probably not going to happen. So he doesn't have a question? He's just telling that we have a format. He's, okay. he's recommending that the podcast has a format. Um which it, it doesn't, I guess, aside from um, emails at the end of it. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yep. probably not going to gonna switch up uh, anytime soon. I don't know. I don't know if you have a different opinion, Eric. But no. I think that could be your tagline. Three Red Lights Podcast. There are emails at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, will, we will read them to you. <laughs> um, you are here. We will read your emails. Yeah. You are listening to us. We will read your emails. Uh, something about a code not working. <sighs> what? Read it. 
Oh, well, that's the best, the Pro Strike one. I love oh, that. What, what, I love what about that the code not place. working? Okay, here, here we go. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, this is from Sean Parker. This one is slightly more lengthy. Uh, hey, what's up? Oh, wait, that's right. I wrote in to ask a question. A real question. Um, with Natal, we're all just going to assume uh, game companies aplenty will just take one hell of a shovel and just port all their crap onto 360. Damon is soon going to announce at a restaurant the 360 is stupid too and the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, <clears throat> but I still cling to hope that companies like Epic Games, Bioware, Bungie, parentheses, maybe, and other AAA studios will make something out of it. Do these names add any credibility to you guys? What your, what's your guest crap slash good games ratio? I would say mostly crap. Uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of Wii ports, and I mean they're yeah. gonna look like crap, and they're gonna they're just gonna be uninspired because they're just gonna be shoved out there. Mm. It's gonna be a lot of it, uh, at least at first. That's my that's my guess. I'm sure uh, there will be cool stuff, you know, uh, you know, some diamonds in the rough, just like there is on Wii, you know. But mm. overall, yeah, you can expect that most of it. There's to gonna be, be a lot, yeah, especially at the start too, yeah. because yeah, with when any technology like that comes out, the initial stuff is basically it, money grabs yeah i mean you get like luigi's mansion style stuff <laughs> it's just like oh that's cool and then yeah. it's like eh, i'm sort of done with this now. yeah um but uh, uh i am interested to see how this will affect the wii or whether it'll go back so there's gonna be a lot of games right now there are not many wii games that also come out on 360 mm. there are a few and they're generally like for the the licensed kid movie crowd yeah like up or up or stuff like that yeah. but in general, most of them don't. And we're going to start to see next year a lot of games that actually come out on 360 and Wii simultaneously because they're going to be these motion control games. And I want to, I'm wondering whether it'll make the Wii games look better because they'll actually be making these high-res models, which they then scale down for the Wii, or whether it's just going to make 360 games worse, whether they're just taking these Wii games and shoving them onto 360 without reworking any of the visuals. But either way... Something's gonna happen with that. Either <laughs> Wii games are gonna to look, either Wii games are gonna start to look a little better, or three sixty games are gonna start to look worse. Yeah, I'd, I'd if I had to guess, I'd say the latter. Yeah, we can hope. Yeah, we can. yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at something like that Brave Warriors Tale game, there was actually a PS two game called I think Brave Spirit Dancer or something that was supposed to be a family friendly game. Like mm-hmm. they they put the the family logo on the front of the box. Um, which I didn't seen very much makes before. It, I don't understand the whole like. But they didn't really. It's family it. friendly, so we don't have to make it look good or be fun. <laughs> I know because right, it's because it it's for kids, and they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> like when I was a kid, if I played Brave: A Warrior's Tale when I was six, I'd been like, "Man, this sucks." Mom, you bought me the worst game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like if if there's like super deformed characters and really cutesy type situations that you know are non-threatening then all of a sudden it's a great kids game it's like no yeah no i mean i you know i I could probably talk to uh, kids that know way more than i do about ridiculously hardcore role-playing games and could basically like quote spreadsheets oh yeah you just hop on halo 3 play for a couple hours online you'll run you'll run into quite quickly uh probably someone who sounds like they're seven who's way better than you yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of people give kids credit for how how good they are at video games and how how much knowledge they can mm. actually soak up and retain yeah. re- regarding the games that they that they really enjoy. I don't think it's it's is as easy to. I mean, we, when you're talking with, about like a crappy gameplay, a three or four year old kid. Okay, fine. You have to have go really simple because you know their motor skills aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. But by the time they're seven, you know. Every, they can do it. They can play any of the games. Yeah, I guess those maybe they shouldn't be playing some of the games where you, yeah. you know, like the GTAs, but whatever. They can play pretty much anything. Yeah, well, I mean, there's plenty of other titles, like even like Forza or something like that. Like that's a ridiculously hardcore title, but mm-hmm. you know, it's non-threatening. It's a good kids game, but yeah, it feels like some of those games are designed so that parents will think it will be good for their game for their kids. Sorry, and then they will make the purchase. But it's really just will- mindless drivel. There, there are a lot of better games that I would rather have a kid play, you know, maybe that they could actually learn something from. Like Word Munchers? Word well, Munchers like is Bioshock. Still... Oh, okay, I was going to say Word Munchers, but... I'd have them play Bioshock and then, you know, go read Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. When they're seven. When they're seven. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are these people so mean? <laughs> I'm on page 50. How many pages is this? Oh. It's like, these people don't care about anything. Do they? Um... <clears throat> 
Paul sends in, cannot get downloads to work. Is it not working? Or is there a code I need to use? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to go with there's probably a code. You should try the Konami code. If you can. <laughs> yes. Konami code. <laughs> get out your D-pad, enter the Konami code, and yeah, you'll get a free download or something. Oh, hey, we have an Oh No, The Bees reference. We should have brought that in here. I know. Maybe you can play it at the end, some sort of sound file. Yeah, we we need to get an MP3 of that. Yeah, we just that needs to be like the closing segment or something. Um, all right, I'm gonna read this even though I haven't uh, uh, I haven't actually read what it's about yet. But Jordan Ross sends in, "Hey guys, uh, lately my mom has been complaining that she doesn't like to watch games that I play. I am only playing Bad Company, but she just doesn't like it." Your mom She's- watches games while you play. Apparently, weird. <laughs> she says I can play it. Just not when she is around. Not sure what that is about. Okay, so he is also unsure of what's going on there. So I guess that game just annoys her? Um, Seems like. I don't know. Uh, with this being an increasing problem, I was wondering if there were any good games that aren't violent but have an addicting multiplayer like Bad Company does. I played Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts for a while, but it's hard to find a game nowadays. Any suggestions? Thanks, J. Ross. Oh, no. What is that? Not the bees. Ah, no. <laughs> Uh, multiplayer, huh? I guess I, I guess Where his mom maybe is, is concerned yeah. about the violence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Banjo the multiplayer wasn't great. I liked the single player, but the multiplayer wasn't great. Mm. Multiplayer. Oh. Pretty much all the 360 multiplayer games are about shooting things in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could do Civ multiplayer, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty hardcore. But it's I like it. Unless you get onto like XBLA stuff, like you do Peggle. You know, something like that. Peggle's a lot of fun multiplayer. They did some good Peggle's stuff good, there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could or always, Castle Crashers. Yeah, yeah, you could rock Castle Crashers. I mean, there's there is violence in that, but it's, but like, it's cartoon, yeah, very cartoony, and hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's not really as uh, as offensive. I mean, you could get into like plane combat or racing games. <laughs> there's no violence there. Yeah. Unless, uh, but I mean, yeah, looking for like an an action game experience or a shooter type experience online. Is tough to tough to find without violence, especially on 360. Especially on 360. Yeah, I, no no examples are really really jumping to mind for that one. Um, all right, I guess one more or something. Sure, one more. Let's do one more. Okay. Um, all right, this one doesn't really make any sense, but I've now got paper. I've got <laughs> so many be, papers scattered all over the place. Be par for the course. Completely lost track of of what I was moving through, but uh, this is from John DRG. Who says, hey, TRL, would you say that Oblivion is appropriate for a 15-year-old? Uh, also, isn't it rated M because of the PC version? Sorry about another ratings question. Yeah, it's rated M because of the PC version, I believe. It was originally rated teen, and then they had changed it because they realized that the mod tools, you could make the characters look naked. You, what, but why? See, that's so silly, because you can do that with any PC game. Okay? I know. But it shipped with a ton of mod tools, basically. Yeah. But then why, so why, I don't understand why the 360 version would have the same rating then. I don't know, but I remember there was a controversy about that, wasn't there? There was like a, there was a crazy recall of the ESRB rating on it. I, don't I think actually, it was original. I don't actually remember. I don't, I don't know. That was what, like three and a half You years reviewed ago? that game, Charles. Three and a half years ago. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I would I'd have, say that I would game, have to look it up. That game on 360, yeah, it's appropriate for a 15-year-old, I think. Yeah, the content there is, uh, I don't think it's. Pretty tame. It's pretty dorky. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely nerdy. Yep. <laughs> or you could, yeah, basically just read giant tomes of fantasy information too, which I did, which which I did as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're basically fighting like giant lizard men and stuff, and there's no say that one is m- one of Bethesda's more appropriate uh, open world games for a kid. More appropriate than Fallout Three. Way more appropriate than Fallout Three. Fallout Three has some pretty nasty things in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of structured content, like Oblivion seemed fairly, uh, fairly tame. I mean, you could go around and be a jerk if you were doing like thieves guild stuff. Yeah, you could go kill people and steal but, their houses. And yeah, stuff. I mean, such is the case with pretty much any any open world game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would probably be fine for for that age range. I would assume. And yeah, that's that's it. I'm done reading emails. Ask your parents. Or yeah, actually, ask your parents. They would know because they control that stuff, <laughs> as they should. <laughs> All right, I think we're done. Let's do it. If you're still listening, go to iTunes and give us a review. 
and so that more people can learn the wonders of TRL. So more people can unlock the you've wasted your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter. On uh, We are uh, TRL Syndrome. Occasionally we update that Twitter. You know, maybe. Is that ever <laughs> updated anymore? Like once or twice a week, maybe. I thought you were going to say month. month. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, it gets, it gets updated every now and then. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's about it. We're done because we're out of things to talk about. For Damon Hatfield and Charles and yet I'm Eric Bredvig. Goodbye. Later. In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging to mental health, to courage and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real, it's intimate, and it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Reppin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.